Rite Aid's prescription for growth. This is Industry Focus. Hi, fools. Healthcare analyst Michael Douglas here. Uh, I am joined today by special guest uh, Christine Hardis, who's a healthcare analyst here at The Motley Fool. Christine, welcome to the show. Thanks a bunch, Michael. Happy to be here. All right, fantastic. And and I, I should I should say, uh, Christine actually runs our uh, financials industry focus with John Maxfield on Mondays. Um, it is a lot of fun. Just a really great program. Highly recommend you give it a listen. Uh, so be sure to check back for the weekly financials industry focus on Mondays. All right, now that I've you know finished plugging her uh, plugging her uh, episode of the show, let's get right down to it. Rite Aid, um, retail pharmacy, uh, a very high interest stock. Um, I think a company a lot of people have been watching very closely. Uh, really rough timing with the Eckerd acquisition in 2007. They bought out this competitor. Um, the sales, the the stores that they bought from Eckerd essentially cannibalized Rite Aid sales because, as you've noticed, with a lot of retail pharmacies, you know the stores are across the street. <laughs> and then, of course, the financial uh, crisis happened. They took on a lot of debt, and they have just really begun, it seems, digging out from under that. And and, and they have been uh, just implementing a lot of really interesting um, strategies to try and juice growth and really move the needle so that um, Rite Aid can can get out from under that debt, um, you know, maybe even one day join CVS and Walgreens in initiating a dividend. Here's uh, here's something to hope for in the, in the probably distant future. Um, but I really wanted to spend some time today talking about some of those specific strategies. Uh, so, Christine, why, why don't we start with the wellness store remodels? Right. So, as you previously alluded to, Rite Aid is somewhat of a, a turnaround story, and you know we saw uh, fiscal 2015 results just came out, and you know a lot of uh, attention has been paid to the numbers there. But really, what I found interesting was digging into the earnings call itself and listening to the uh, the executives talk about all of these different. Uh, transitions that they're they're looking to make and their their different strategic initiatives. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, uh, this like wellness store initiative. Now this is kind of just a big old copycat move from CVS, but the thing is, it is proven to work. A remodeling of these stores to a wellness format makes them so much more profitable. And so Rite Aid is looking to take a cue from CVS by uh, doing some of the, its own remodeling to uh, the, their new wellness store concept. Uh, they're planning on uh, doing 400 more of these remodels in fiscal 2016. Um, all of its new uh, wellness remodeled stores will end up having the new Ready Clinic in it. And these stores, they're just destroying the legacy stores. I mean, they're, they're outperforming in the past quarter by 3.5% in front-end sales and I think something around 2.25% in pharmacy script growth. So clearly, this is a really profitable initiative. And so it makes sense that this is something that Rite Aid is really driving. Yeah, and, and and I mean you could just see it in the in the front end, same store sales, right? Three hundred forty eight basis points higher than non wellness stores at the front, and two twenty six basis points higher in script. And um, when you when you look at as a percentage of overall stores, about thirty six percent of their stores are now in the wellness remodel. That's about sixteen hundred stores. Um, just clearly easy way for them to grow top line growth. Uh, very much a very much a proven success for them. Uh, so uh, let's 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 talk ready clinics. Um, uh, definitely. Uh, sort of a copycat move with uh, CVS and Walgreens, um, you know, sort of with these in-store clinics and then this opportunity to kind of make a stickier relationship, right, where you're prescribed something um, and, and then, well, hey, you're already here, so you might as well go ahead and pick up the prescription. And our pharmacist would just love to help. 
and maybe you'll stop by and grab a, a pack of gum or something on your way out too. Right, right. Or unlike CVS, perhaps a pack of cigarettes. Um, <laughs> Better. And and so definitely the Ready Clinic is is an interesting opportunity. Rite Aid, their scale with Ready Clinic is going to be so much smaller than Walgreens and CVS, um, but there is a similar opportunity. And when you when you look at um, Minute Clinics at CVS. They have just grown so. I've uh, just driven so much revenue growth, um, just on their own, and, and and also in addition to to help the stores. Although of course there are going to be these issues as Rite Aid introduces this new uh, concept. They're expecting, they're guiding that they're going to probably you know not make money on it initially because they're going to kind of have to figure out sort of what makes sense within the store footprint and stuff like that. So sure, I mean there are going to be hiccups with any new initiative from mm-hmm. from a store. However. I would conjecture that Rite Aid actually has a, a shortened learning curve here when you compare it to some of its big competitors that are trying to do the same sort of in-store healthcare clinic focus because they acquired this whole Ready Clinic thing from uh, a group of stores that were operating in the Texas retiree market mm-hmm. uh, by operating out of these HEB grocery stores. And so these stores have a proven model. Mm-hmm. They can continue to expand in more grocery stores, so it doesn't even need to be actual Rite Aids, or Rite Aid can bring the Ready Clinics into their own existing stores. Yeah, definitely something investors are going to want to watch very closely. I mean, CVS, again, has gotten tremendous scale with these, and Walgreens is still uh, many, many multiples of Rite Aid, even though it has fewer of its healthcare clinics than CVS. Um, so, so on that, let, let's go ahead and, and head back toward the front of the store a little bit. And let's talk about their loyalty program. And it's kind of a unique loyalty program. It's something that they announced at the, uh, at the earnings call. Right. Yeah, this was a super interesting little tidbit. So they talked about how they wanted to, or how, how they're going to start up with this new program called Plenty, which is a partnership through through which uh, the rewards program is now going to be linked with a ton of different big retailers and companies like Exxon and Macy's, um, AT&T, Nationwide, American Express. I'm sure I'm missing some here. But basically, it's it's the first U.S.-based coalition loyalty program. So it's not going to cost customers anything. But now, instead of having just a Wellness Plus loyalty program within your Rite Aid stores, you're going to get, as a customer, benefits through all of the stores. And so not only does that make your like Wellness Plus Plenty membership more valuable to you, but it'll also take other previously uh, previous uh, customers who maybe wouldn't have gone to a Rite Aid who are part of this program due to their loyalty through other stores that are now going to say, hey, you know, Rite Aid is on this list. I get benefits here. So I'm going to stop there to pick up my prescription or, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because the, the loyalty program, I think, highlights Rite Aid's continual focus on, on the retail side of things, um, which is something you don't see so much from like a CVS, which is clearly... Um, expanding a lot more, sort of in the in the in the healthcare area. Right, it is clearly all, still thinking. Not the CVS isn't, but I think that Reddit is more emphasizing sort of foot traffic um, into its into its stores, which of course makes sense. That's its entire business model. Whereas CVS has the PBM, has sort of a lot of other different irons in the fire that sort of um, that I think flow in well with its mission statement, but also mean that it kind of has different levers to pull than Rite Aid. Um, so definitely a, a really interesting development, something that people are going to want to watch and that I think has a lot of opportunity for upside um, in taking what's essentially, let's face it, a pretty non-moded industry. I mean, you know, Rite Aid's across from Walgreens is across from CVS, right? The same street corner, uh, or I guess opposite street corners, um, that, uh, that it'll be interesting to see if they're able to start differentiating that way. 
And of course, that is the point of these loyalty programs yeah. and all these different initiatives is how do we get customers to choose our store when they could easily go next door? Yeah. Um, it, interestingly, though, since I was mentioning CVS's business model uh, and their PBM, their pharmacy benefits manager, uh, Rite Aid bought up a PBM of its own recently. Yeah, just announced in February that they were going to acquire Envision RX, which is a super interesting decision on their part. And I, I think it gave investors a, a little bit of a, a bad flashback to the Eckerd acquisition when they first heard the news that Rite Aid was going to be taking on debt to make another acquisition. But yet, personally, I, I think that this is going to be a lot better of a, a situation for the company. I mean, first off, the debt is at a, a much better uh, rate, um, interest rate, than it was back at, when they acquired Eckerd. Mm. And also, moving into the PBM space, I think it's going to be pretty valuable for the company. Well, it certainly could be. I mean, so one of the one of the issues, of course, with PBMs is, so just for those who aren't uh, aren't familiar with them, PBMs essentially are hired by insurers and health plans to negotiate with the big pharma's um, and the biotechs. And so you might have um, a PBM say, "Hey, you know, you've got this really great drug which we want to include on our formulary. We have a hundred million members between the various, you know, Walmart and and and." X, Y, and Z insurers. And we would love to include it on our formulary. We can give you a guaranteed market. Could you cut us a little bit of a discount there? <laughs> and the PBM you know, is then able to leverage its size to, to hopefully get a more attractive price for its members. And then also, you know, they pocket a little bit of the difference so that they're able to, that's how they make their money. It's a low margin, um, but very high volume business, as you can imagine, where size really counts. Of course, you know, Envision RX, not nearly as big as uh, OptumRx, which is the number three PBM, uh, which is owned by United Health Group, Caremark, uh, which is number two, owned by CVS, and Express Scripts, the number one PBM. But yet they still have an estimated five billion of sales coming into 2015. So not exactly a, a tiny deal here. Right. And you know, one of the other interesting points about Envision RX is that they're really big into prescription drug plans for seniors enrolled in Medicare Part D, which is one of the fastest growing markets. Mm -hmm. And so there's your real opportunity with this deal. Yeah, and, and let's face it, graying of America is going to be a really big opportunity for a lot of healthcare companies. Uh, it's one of the things that's that's really interesting about the space is you've got these big tailwind demographic tailwinds um, that should really help them um, help them do really well. Um, a couple other smaller things. They've got the um, health dialogue program, um, which is um, kind of working with health coaches to to talk through um, helping people with chronic diseases. Um, so that might be uh, nutritional coaching for somebody who's diabetic, for example. Um, certainly uh, a move to make Rite Aid a little bit more of a focal point, of a healthcare focal point. Right. This is part of their Rite Aid Health Alliance program. And so, yeah, it's, it's as you mentioned already, it's that they're providing uh, coaches and um, really the, the upside for Rite Aid here is that it's getting people, again, in the store. You know, that, that is their, uh, shows their focus on driving those front store sales. Mm -hmm. and, and so when you, when you take this all together, it's a really interesting set of strategic initiatives. Um, you've got the, the store focus, which are, you know, kind of the wellness store remodels, um, the Ready Clinic. Uh, health dialogue, health alliances, and loyalty program, and then you've got this sort of side piece, which is the PBM. I think that 
you can tell that Riot has a lot of irons in the fire. They've got a lot of things that they're trying. And and I think their real opportunity here is going to be to scale out what works, like they've done with the wellness story models. And perhaps to jettison the things that don't work, or at least to to deprioritize them a little bit compared to whatever is working. So so speaking of which, let's you know, this is the Motley Fool, right? We always try to not just talk about the past, but to think about the future. What do you think is the strategic initiative Riot investors should be most closely watching uh, moving forward, the next quarter, the next year, the next couple of years? Personally, I think the one that investors need to keep the most of an eye on would be the Envision RX uh, integration, mm-hmm. because we don't really have a lot of information about this just yet. I mean, the deal hasn't officially gone through yet. We're right. expecting it to go through in September. So forecasts currently don't include the upside from this or the downside of that interest expense. Um, even like, if it does fall through, it's something to keep in mind that the debt that they took on is a lot lower interest than some of their existing debt, and so they could use that as a, a refinancing mechanism. So that would be interesting too. But of course, if you're rooting for for this PBM acquisition, you're going to want to see it go all the way through. Right. And at that point, we just want to keep an eye on exactly what sort of uh, synergies are being created and uh, pricing advantages that Rite Aid is seeing as a result of fully incorporating Envision RX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll just add to that. I think the Ready Clinic rollout is just going to be um, is going to be really, really big and really interesting for folks to watch. Um, you know, they uh, by the second quarter of their fiscal year 2016, which is calendar year 2015, um, they uh, expect to have 35 Rite Aid based Ready Clinics, Ready Clinics in Rite Aids. Um, this is. You know, CVS again highlights just what a tremendous opportunity this is for Rite Aid because it's worked so well at CVS. We'll want to see if they're able to execute well on it, and if things don't go as well as expected, like for example, um, they had a, a, a sourcing deal with McKesson that took took a few quarters to really ramp up um, and start showing them some cost synergies. We're going to want to watch to see very closely what what management has to say about it um, and about the and about the opportunity. So, Christine, la- final question for you. Perhaps the key question, the question in everyone's mind, is ready to buy. Honestly, for me, it's a little bit too speculative at this point. If I were to buy into this space, which, as you pointed out, this is a great space to be buying into, given your demographic tailwind, given your healthcare revolution going on in this country. I definitely think it's a, an intriguing couple of companies that we're looking at when we, when we talk about Rite Aid and CVS and Walgreens. But for me. I wouldn't personally want to be buying into the turnaround story of them, especially when it's not particularly cheap when you're looking at valuation. Mm-hmm. And it's got all this debt. It's got all these initiatives that have yet to prove themselves as, as going to pan out. So it's not a buy for me, but it's definitely a story to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, I, I think that it's funny because in healthcare, generally, we don't talk too much about valuation because you know how do you value something that could... Uh, throw off billions of dollars of cash in the future or go completely out of business. It's kind of hard to do that. But when you have established businesses like the retail pharmacies, um, valuation does come into play. Rite is expensive um, by any metric, especially when you can compare, consider that it doesn't uh, offer a dividend like CVS and Walgreen. Um, And they've got a lot of irons in the fire, but we don't have too much clarity yet in which ones seem likely to work. I think we'll have better clarity about that in the next year or two. Um, and I think that that's a good time for investors to reassess. Um, for me, it's definitely a watch list pick. Um, it's it's on my watch list, but, I, um, but I'm, not, I'm not yet prepared to take the jump 
either. Yeah, it's, it's certainly an interesting story at the very least. Oh yeah, no, a lot of fun to talk about too. It's just really interesting to see what they do and to see what works out for them. All right, so folks, that's all the time we've got today. Uh, thanks as always for listening in. I, I want to emphasize something. You know, here at the Motley Fool, we're all about people doing their own investment research, and so that means that you should never ever make an investment decision, a buy, a sell, a, a short, or whatever, based on just what you hear. Make sure you do your own research. Um, the Motley Fool may have active recommendations or may own shares in stocks that we talk about on the program. And Christine and I may own shares, although I don't think we own any of the, any of the companies we talked about today. We do not. Uh, we do not, yeah. Um, thanks for keeping track of my holdings, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Um, but, you know, just always keep that in mind. Do your own research. It's the foolish way to do things. And we are all about long-term investing and being smart about our stock research. For The Motley Fool, I'm Michael Douglas. Thanks much for listening in. Check into Fool.com for all of your investing, healthcare and otherwise needs. And Fool on. Fool on.